Welcome. Welcome to our worship service from the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village, for May 23rd, 2021. Today is Pentecost. Happy Pentecost, everyone. Some of you care. The third most holiest day of the church year for us. We celebrate the birth of the church, the descent of the Spirit to be among us. We celebrate how each year the church is resurrected and brought back to life and driven forward by the Spirit. And today is a especially apt day for that kind of imagery because today is Graduate Sunday and we look forward to having our young people with us in a special way today, uh, talking with us about the future of themselves and the church and the world. We are so glad that you have joined us for worship today, and it is nice to see the sanctuary starting to fill up with people. You know that we are worshiping on campus now, as well as live streaming through the internet, so if you feel comfortable being at home, staying at home, and live streaming the service, it will continue to appear as it does now at 10 o'clock. If you feel comfortable with the health safety protocols to come and be in church in person with us, you are welcome to do that. We are still following the, uh, the guidelines of uh, pre-registration uh, about health and mask wearing and six-foot distancing from families that are not yours. The flowers today are in honor of Zara Dick, and, and we want to thank Margot and Laura for uh, doing this for us. And it is uh, one example of, of how over this last uh, year and a half, life has gone on. And, and we have had circumstances of not only being apart from one another, but of losing uh, dear ones from our midst that we uh, prized seeing on a regular basis, and Zara was one of those. And so we thank you, daughters, for uh, honoring your mother and letting us remember again uh, her importance to us in our lives. All right, then, let us uh, center ourselves for worship. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad, he has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. We will rejoice indeed. This is a fine day where we have the opportunity to celebrate the gift of the Holy Spirit and the gift of the young people in our lives who are at a liminal place, a threshold place, a place as they're transitioning from, from high school into college, and we celebrate this day with them. And just to add to the festivities, we've also added the bell choir here in person, 
all of our singing here in person and um, so much more. I say that because of the fact that, you know, we're going to be having lots of camera changes today and I ask that you extend grace and thanksgiving for our tech crew and the ways that they are working so hard to bring worship to us here in person and to our friends at home as well. So let us prepare our hearts for worship as we gather this day and as we enter into this great festivity of Pentecost. Holy One, ignite within us a fiery passion for your mission in the world today. Warm us by the Spirit's dancing tongues of flame, that we may feel your kindling blaze within, urging us to do your greater good. Make us wholly present to the experience of new birth and awakening possibilities within us to share your love in the world. In this love and abundance, we come to celebrate your harvest, a harvest bearing the first fruits of the Spirit within us. Show us how to use these gifts as we listen to your truth in the gentle breeze of your spirit. Amen. Amen. worship services for our children and our children are beautifully spaced throughout the sanctuary today so if you see me looking in a variety of places it's because our kids are here and it's a great joy for them to be here and it's a great joy to greet those of you who are at home as well we've used a word a couple times today the word Pentecost those of you that are present here how many of you know what that word means and I'm asking the youth specifically or the children but the adults can raise their hands if they know too. <laughs> All right. Well, Mark and I have had a few conversations about it today, so I should have like had him prepared to come tell you what he thinks it is, because I'm pretty sure that it's changed since we talked about it last. But today we call it the birthday of the church. It's the day where we got the gift of the Holy Spirit. The people who are following Jesus were told to wait until the Spirit came to them. So they were hanging out in Jerusalem, waiting for the Spirit to come. And the Spirit came in the form of a big breeze that flew through the place. And they talked about uh, the Spirit landing on each person, kind of like a tongue of fire landing on each person, when everyone was gifted with the Holy Spirit. Now Mark and Maya, when we were in my office a little while ago, asked, well, what gift did you get from the Holy Spirit on, on the birthday? <laughs> And I was like, that's a good question. And Mark goes, well, what's my gift? And I was like, you are full of energy. <laughs> For those of you that can't hear, he's making a comment right here off stage. Or stage left, I'm going to say. That's probably stage right, but I don't know. Um, and then I said, well, what's Maya's gift? And Mark goes, Maya's gift is singing. And I thought it was so sweet that without a beat, he had a response for what his sister's gift was and how God had blessed her. As we talk about the gift of the Holy Spirit, we talk about how God is shaping each one of us and has given each of us a gift or a talent that we can use to celebrate God. So as we talk about Pentecost today, 
I hope and pray that we all think about what gifts God has given to us so that we can continue to celebrate the ways in which our church is revitalized by the gift of the Holy Spirit. Will you guys join me in a moment of prayer? Let's take a moment to talk to God. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for tomorrow. Thank you for yesterday. Thank you for loving us. And thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Let us listen for the Spirit. And use the gifts you've given to us. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, children, follow the arrows as you make your way to Sunday school. So I saw Miss Pam over here and Miss Carissa's over here too. So if you're making your way to Sunday school, come on down. Syra and Cassia, go ahead and cut through. Go that way. Yes, you go too. My love, you go to Sunday school. All right. We're good, Jenny. to sing, just uh, sing softly underneath your mass and uh, participate that way if you wish. Let us center ourselves and go to God in prayer. Holy God, hear the stirrings of our spirits, the yearnings of our minds, and the hopes of our hearts as we join with one another in prayer this morning. We need your touch made manifest in our lives to give us strength, to give the courage that we need to face the challenges of these days, to help us heal, to bring us towards renewal. Be with us, Lord God. Touch us. Remake us. We begin with confessing that there are times that we have been less than you have wished us to be. And so we would pause for a moment, silently, individually in prayer of confession.
We are bold to think that the power of your grace in our lives would make a difference and help us to reestablish ourselves in a better place. We thank you for the power of that forgiving grace to help us to resolve to be better in how we think, how we talk, how we act. That we might indeed be a reflection of your love to our loved ones, our neighbors, our community. We pray that you would help us in our lives with our, with our may, many, many daily concerns as well as the ongoing challenges from life in these pandemic times. We pray that you would guide us in these days ahead to be our best selves, that we might embrace the ethical imperatives of our faith as we embrace the noble ideals of our country. We pray that you would help us to live authentically as people of your spirit and consequentially as disciples of our Lord. May it make a difference that we call Christ Jesus our Lord and Savior. We pray for those around us who are struggling with physical or mental health issues, with troubled relationships, uncertain employment, and other forms of disease and discomfort. We think specifically of of Linda Northrup and her husband Dave as they face the challenges of their lives, as Linda continues to heal from her cancer treatments, for Kathy Drake and her husband Ken as they face other different kind of challenges, but again, challenges that come from learning how to live with cancer and move through that disease to a new life. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for Steve Blassengame and his family as Steve was admitted to ICU with kidney damage and other concerns arising from his cancer treatment. And for a friend of Jan Sorensen, Trey Courtney, and his wife Judy, as Trey has uh, nears the end of uh, the stages of his cancer. O oh Lord, Lord, hear our prayers. For the Northrop's friends, Deb and Rick, as Rick battles pancreatic cancer, and for Rachel's aunt, Betsy Allen, who also battles pancreatic cancer. O Lord, Lord. hear our prayers. We pray for your healing powers to be with Ernie Lauer's daughter and Jim Lawson's daughter, both as they fight their cancer and move on to new stages of treatment to help them in that effort. O Lord, Lord. hear our prayers. We pray for Wayne Loeb's brother, who has had a a knee surgery and is recovering in Hawaii, for Nancy Moravec, who recovers from outpatient surgery, for Bobby Diabaldi, who continues her recovery from knee replacement surgery. O Lord, hear our prayers. 
We pray for Linda Keithley as she continues her healing from her bone injuries and for Pam Suffin's sister who fell during a recent visit and broke her shoulder and injured her hip. We pray for their healing. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for a friend of Candace Shehorn who is 30 weeks pregnant with twins and has preeclampsia. We pray that all would be well with mother and the twins. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. For friends of the Ameses, Blowers, who are dealing with multiple health issues. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we pray for those who have contacted COVID and are battling the disease. Particularly this morning, we pray for Bishop Arakia and his wife, Ruth, both of whom are in hospital in the Philippines, uh, fighting for their lives. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for those who are in the process of being vaccinated. We think particularly of our youth who are going through that process now. We pray for those who are in places where COVID vaccines are not readily available and are sorely struggling with life uncertainty with this terrible disease. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And with all of this, again, we see the difficulty of people living together as nations, as tribes, as communities of people, and we think particularly this morning with a focus on the Middle East with the Israelis and the Palestinian conflict. And we pray for there to be hope for a just peace and a new way of life between these groups and among the different varieties in each of these groups, that they would find a way in the spirit of God and of humanity to learn to live in peace, security, with justice, with each other. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we think this morning of those who have shared with us particular moments of joy in their lives. We think of Charlie Pember, who is celebrating a birthday, of Julie Elgener, who has completed successfully this Ragnar competition that she got herself into with her friends, and our church family as they return to campus, our church families with their children for Sunday school programs, being with one another. We pray that we would celebrate these uh, achievements and look forward to new and greater ones. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And now we pause for a moment because we know that there are other concerns or joys that we are holding privately on our hearts this morning that we want to share with you. So, oh Lord, hear our private, personal prayers.
Holy God, come into these lives, into our lives in a powerful way that helps us all know your support, your nurture, and your healing. We pray for our church as we reassemble in different ways with one another, as we continue our ministries that are beyond our doors, on our campus, through the internet, with one another's lives. We pray that you would help us to continue in effectiveness and vitality. And where it is that we are weak, that you would help to make us strong for your purposes and for your will so that we would be pleasing in your sight. All this we pray in your son's holy name, joining in the prayer that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Today's scripture is from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, 12, 14, 16, and 17. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues, as of fire, appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them the ability. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. This is God's word to God's people. Thanks be to God. gentleness blow through the wilderness calling and free spirit spirit of restlessness stir me from placidness wind wind on the sea you moved on the waters you called to the deep then you coaxed up the mountains from the valleys of sleep and over the eons you called to each thing wake from your slumbers and rise on your wings of gentleness blow through the wilderness calling and free spirit spirit of restlessness stir me from placidness wind wind on the sea you sang in a stable you cried from a hill then you whispered in silence when the whole world was still and down in the city you called once again when you blew through your peoples on the rush of the wind Call from tomorrow, you break ancient schemes. From the bondage of sorrow, the captives dream dreams. Our women see visions, our men clear their eyes with bold new decisions. 
join me in a moment of prayer. Spirit, spirit of gentleness, blow through the wilderness, calming and free. Spirit, spirit of restlessness, stir us from placidness so that we might be the people that you desire us to be, that we might be inspired to dream, to vision, to prophesy about what it's like to live as a part of the kingdom of heaven, not just in some time far away, but in the here and now. Help us to see the ways in which you guide us and direct us and invite us continually to new life by the renewing of your spirit. In your name we pray, amen. So I guess you guys know what today is, right? It's Lucky Penny Day. It is actually Lucky Penny Day, but that's not why we're here. We're here because it is Pentecost. And as Pastor Walt said, it is the third most holy day in the Christian calendar. Many people don't know that. We know about Christmas. We know about Easter. But the gift of the Holy Spirit is one that is profound, one that we should take time to remember. We have our creator. We have our redeemer. And then we have our sustainer. The Holy Spirit keeps us going. The Holy Spirit encourages us to move on, to take the next steps of faith, and to live in such a way that we are growing as disciples of Christ. Ah, I love God, I love Jesus, and I love the Holy Spirit. Sometimes people say that they don't quite understand the Holy Spirit, and I think that our graduates felt that way when I said, hey guys, I have a series of questions that I want you to answer, so do your best and see what you have to say. And so I sent them a series of questions, and they filmed videos for me that I have spliced together, so if there's technical issues with the video, you can blame it fully on me. And if you like the video, thanks. So let's see what our graduates have to say and who our graduates are. Hi, I'm Ella Boring. I'm a senior at Moore Park High School. And starting this summer, I will be attending Moore Park College to double major in theater arts and political science. Hi, I'm Zach Myron. And in a couple weeks, I'll be graduating from Thousand Oaks High School. Next year, I plan on attending the University of Utah in Salt Lake City in a, with a major in computer science. My name is Jack Rogers, and I am graduating from Thousand Oaks High School this June. Next year, I plan on attending Moore Park College with hopes of transferring to a four-year university. I'm excited to go to school in Utah, and I know there will be lots of challenges that come with living alone without my family in a different state. But 
I'm glad that I have my church upbringing to help guide me through these challenges. This past year has really shaped my understanding of myself because with all this extra time in quarantine, I've had a lot of time to be introspective and just reflect on myself and my actions. And overall, I've just had a really big change in mindset, you know, once you basically have everything taken away, it gives you a chance to reflect on what really is important in life and not get fixated on the superficial aspects of life that you thought were important at one point. And I think that's really why God put this pandemic here in the first place, because hopefully it gave people a chance to take a step back and look at their life and be grateful for what they have and hopefully come out of this pandemic a lot stronger and better of a person. I wish for the congregation to stay safe and to keep pushing forward, keeping motivated and staying positive. My hopes for the church is that they continue to hold online services and to make sure that the congregation stays as healthy and as safe as possible. I believe that the Holy Spirit has guided my path in expressing my faith through music and other performance arts. The church has been fundamental in furthering my musical experience and supporting me along the way. I'd explain the Holy Spirit as the version of God that's always with us in our day-to-day -day life and it sort of, sort of serves as like a guardian angel. It's always watching over us even when we're not actively thinking about God or our faith in the moment and we're just caught up in, you know, the sort of hustle and bustle of life. I think that the Holy Spirit is just always there when you need it and is always looking out for you. All my life I've grown up in the church. From the nursery to Sunday school to the youth group, I've always been an active part of the church. But now I'm gonna be moving away, leaving my family and the church and going to school a couple of states away. But no matter what, the church will always be a part of me and I'll always take it wherever I go. Just like how after Pentecost, the Holy Spirit became a part of the followers of Jesus and they took it with them and used it wherever they went throughout their lives. I think our graduates rose very well to the challenge that I gave to them. What do you guys think? I'm so thankful for them speaking their truth, addressing the realities of the pandemic and how we can choose to let it be something that defeats us or allows this to be a time that helps us to grow and to change. Ella talked about how in, in living through the pandemic, it felt like everything was taken away from her. And I have a feeling that that's the way that the disciples felt when Jesus died and was crucified. And then they had the joy of the resurrection. And then they had the joy of Jesus walking among them. And then they witnessed and watched as Jesus ascended into heaven. But before he went, he said, stay here in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes and you receive this gift. So the disciples waited. 
they watched. They elected a, a new 12th disciple and anticipated what was to come. And what did come? The gift of the Holy Spirit blowing in the rush of the wind. Zach, I know you didn't do this on purpose, purpose but, the crowd, but the street noise behind it sounded like the wind was blowing. It was wonderful. The wind blew through and tongues of fire danced upon everyone's head. Now we know that they didn't get ignited clearly, but that they were inspired and they were alight and ablaze with the Spirit. And then they started talking about their faith. And the strangest thing happened. As they were talking about their faith, people who did not speak like them began to understand them. And they wondered, how is this so? And it was that gift of the Holy Spirit that made it so that people who were different, people who did not come from the same walks of life, could relate to each other, could understand each other, and could share in the gift of God's message of love and grace and wholeness. Now, we have all wrestled in this time period of pandemic about how we might address and reflect on all that has happened. We ask similar questions to the ones that Ella asked in her video. Why is this pandemic here? What is the meaning for this? There's a Christian theologian named Thomas J. Ord, who is also a professor at Northwest Nazarene University in Napa, Idaho. Nampa, Idaho. It's like tap, Tampa and Nampa, I can't even say it. Nampa, Idaho. Um, and he has been busy over the last year giving sermons that are basically focused on if God is good, then why does the coronavirus exist? There are, he says, several different ways to answer the questions. He talks about the fact that there's evils in our world, those moral evils, the things such as murder and things like that, and then there's natural evils, such as hurricanes or tornadoes, and in our case, the coronavirus. And people usually respond with one of three ways. They either say, one, God is angry about sin and he's using natural evil to punish the world. And Ord says he rejects that view because God is a, is a God of love. He's not in the business of doing evil. And then the next option is saying God hasn't caused natural evil but allows it. And Ord says that, says that doesn't make any logical sense to him either. Letting something horrible happen, happen goes against God's nature. And then there's one that is usually the camp that I admit that I fall into, and I, I admit that I usually just say, it's a mystery. I don't fully understand it. And I think many of us fall in that place from time to time. But Ord proposes a fourth option. He said, God can't simply prevent the coronavirus or any other natural evils single-handedly, but requires our participation and cooperation to fight it. I found that so helpful for me and so such a powerful thought. God created the world. God loves the world. But God has always invited us to be in an active role in living in bringing out about the kingdom. 
Heck, that's what we've been talking about for the last year, isn't it? Or at least from January, we've been talking about the Sermon on the Mount. We've been talking about these kingdom parables that invite us to see how we are a part of God's work here. God is creating, God is recreating, and God is inviting us to be a part of that creation. That is where the gift of the Holy Spirit comes in. That is where the gift of the Holy Spirit says, you have a role, you have been blessed, I am guiding you, and you can make a difference and bring about my kingdom here on earth. Now, many of you know that I love a poet named Jan Richardson. And she, she writes poetry for all seasons. And she wrote a poem for, what do you know, Pentecost. Uh, it, it's from her book, Circle of Grace, A Book of Blessings for the Seasons. And it's entitled, What the Fire Gives. You had thought that fire only consumed, only devoured, only took for itself, leaving merely ash and memory of something you had believed if not permanent, would be long enough, enduring enough, be nearly eternal. So when you felt the scorch on your lips, the searing in your heart, you could not at first believe that flame could be so generous, that when it came to you, you in your sackcloth and sorrow, it did not come to consume, to take still more than everything. What surprised you most were not the syllables that spilled from your scalded, astonished mouth, though that was miracle enough, to have words burn through what had been numb, to find your tongue aflame with a language you did not know you knew. No, what came as the greatest gift was to be so heard in the place of your deepest silence to be so seen with the blazing, to be met with a completeness by, wit, by, by what the fire gives. I, I find this poem beautiful for a variety of reasons. One, it talks about the, the fire that I talked about and the fact that we weren't actually set ablaze, but we were set ablaze, right? We were made whole and complete in the gift of the Holy Spirit, where we were finally understood in ways that we never thought imaginable and that we were invited to be a part of God's gift, to be made complete. Our graduates are pretty amazing. They all have a musical gift. Now, Zach didn't highlight his musical gift because of the fact that the marching band in here may have been a little overwhelming. But there's great gifts in what he does, in finding unity in a team and learning how to work in synchronicity to make something that is beautiful. We, as people of faith, are all given gifts, whether they're musical like Jack and Ella and Zach have, or some other ways in which we can work in synchronicity to build together what we are aspiring to. 
this message of Pentecost is not just for our graduates as they prepare to embark in the world. As Zach said, he takes his memories of the church with him and knows that his church will go with him as he goes to Utah. We all take the Holy Spirit with us, whether we're young or old, male or female. We have the gift of God's blessing in our lives, inviting us to wholeness, inviting us to be molded into something new, something more than we had imagined before, inviting us to truly embrace the gift of being in partnership with God to build the kingdom. So as we feel the Spirit flowing through our lives afresh this day, I hope and pray that each of us can see how we have been gifted, how we have been blessed, and how we are being sent out into the world to proclaim God's truth and to live in such a way that others may feel the fire of God's love in their hearts as well. Amen. of your resources via the instructions that will appear momentarily on your screen to help support the ministries of Christ that happen through our congregation. Or if you are present with us this morning, you are invited, if you have not yet already contributed, to uh, share your offering by putting it in the plates by the doorways as you uh, leave this morning. Your generosity is needed to keep us going, to keep us doing the good we do. So give generously and be a part of what happens in people's lives through the congregation of the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village.
Now, usually this is the time in the service where we have our benediction, but this is Graduate Sunday, and there's one other thing that we have to do on Graduate Sunday. We award our scholarships to our graduates, and our scholarships do not know if they're receiving a scholarship or what scholarship that they will receive, so I will invite you guys that if you happen to hear your name mentioned in one of the videos to come forward, and I have an envelope for you in addition to a cupcake for you. Usually we have cake after the service, right? We couldn't have the cake this year, so I got each of you a sprinkles cupcake in their own individual boxes so that they're all safe and sanitary. All right, Joanna, let's watch our first video. Good morning. On behalf of the men's ministry, I'm happy to announce the recipients of the Ray Todd Memorial Scholarship. Ray was a longtime member of our church, and since 2006, we've awarded a scholarship. This year, we're going to award two. Zach Myron who, of Thousand Oaks High School is a longtime member of our church. He likes the marching band. He's going to go to the University of Utah and hopefully march in their band. Congratulations, Zach. The second recipient is Jack Rogers. Jack is also a member of our church, sings in the choir, plays the handbells, enjoys musicals, and had an excellent academic record. Congratulations to both recipients, and congratulations to all the graduates this year. eat the cupcake until after service. <laughs> Congratulations. For Nancy, music was the perfect way to worship God, and it was her privilege to direct the Melody Makers for over 20 years, encouraging her students to grow in their faith through music. My family established the Nancy Phillipson Memorial Music Scholarship so she can continue to encourage young men and women to make music a part of their spiritual growth. There's a statement on the scholarship application that says, please tell us how music relates to your faith. This year, the responses to this request presented us with a dilemma. One applicant said, I know that music is the best medium for exploring my faith as I express it to the entire congregation. I remember singing with the Melody Makers and the intimate performances with the Footprints group. Music allows people to connect with God on an intimate level. Another applicant wrote, I remember thinking I was so cool when I joined the Melody Makers. I idolized the director of the choir, Nancy Phillipson, 
Nancy was someone who helped me break out of my shell. Even though performing was my passion, I had little confidence in my abilities. Nancy single-handedly helped me gain my confidence and always believed in me, even when I felt like nobody else did. Because music inspires their faith, because both aspire to further develop their passion for music at Moore Park College, and because both applicants graduate with an outstanding weighted GPA of 3.6, this year we are delighted to present two Nancy Phillipson Memorial Music Scholarships, one to Jack Rogers and one to Ella Boring. Congratulations, Ella and Jack. Nancy would be so proud of you. Please remember her in the years ahead. Congratulations. Good morning, Westlake Village. Kate and Courtney Krajewski here to present the ZFRAN Memorial Scholarship. Um, this being our 33rd year, we're so pleased to celebrate this momentous occasion with all of the seniors. Um, it certainly has been a unique and challenging year for a lot of us, but we're proud of all of the accomplishments that each one of you have made throughout the year, um, especially challenges with education in a new format. Um, this particular scholarship was designed and created to commemorate our mother's passion for community service, for caring and for giving to others. Um, so really the emphasis and focus has been to celebrate those seniors that really exemplifies um, the heart of compassion and community service. So with that, we'd like to say congratulations to Ella Boring, this year's recipient of the Z Fran Memorial Scholarship. Ella, in reading your essay and your letters from those um, of reference to you, we really felt that you exemplified the heart and spirit of our mother, your compassion for your community, your desire to help and support your peers, your classmates, and pretty much anyone that you come into contact with was really inspiring. So thank you for your community service. Thank you for your passion and your commitment to your friends, family, and your community. Um, and we just wanted to say congratulations to you and all of the seniors graduating this year. We know that you have amazing things to come and we can't wait to see what you do with them. Congratulations. Thanks guys, have a great day. Congratulations to all of our graduates and to all of our scholarship recipients. Um, I know that there was a few shocked faces uh, as names were lifted up today. So uh, we're, I'm so proud of all of you and I know that our congregation is proud of you as well because you guys are amazing individuals and we wish you the best as you transition into college life. And now friends, rooted in love, nurtured in love, go forth in love confident that the God who created you with love, the Christ who meets you in love, and the Holy Spirit who inspires you to love goes with you each and every day on the journey. Amen. Go now in peace, go now in peace, May the love of God surround you. 